The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. We're coming back up here right now for part three. I cannot believe that this is part three. I cannot believe we're doing a part three, but it just goes to show you that it's needed and it's important. Uh, I can't thank Angel enough. I can't thank JR enough. I can't thank all you guys tuning in. I'm just blown away that we're doing a part three here. Listen, all right. I got a, I got a, Go hit it. I got an appointment at the barber in the morning. I, I can't stay up <laughs> too late. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. What you got? So let's, let's wait till we get a little more people on that. Cause I want to make sure the person that asked that question, yes. uh, uh, joins. I mean, I'm not trying to steal your yeah. thunder here. You, you're no. running the show. You're good. Absolutely. So I'm, let's give I'm, it a, a minute or so. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a minute. I'm completely blown away. And I definitely, I think that was an outstanding question. In fact, let me see if I could see if they're in here. How do you, how do you yeah, 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 yeah. How do you preach that when the other parent is, uh, yeah. All right, so um, the You learn how to co-parent is what you do. You learn that. how to co-parent. You're what was right. That what was that question, bro? So the how first, do you the teach? That's the question was for, for parents that are separated, and this is coming from a female perspective. So non-police officer female perspective how do you have the talk with your children and who knows what the co-parenting situation is like so obviously she's asking for a reason so let's give her that feedback you get so on the same page my my personal experience right i'm going through it myself right my me and my my uh my ex-wife don't see eye to eye on anything my my son 18 years old um I'm very obviously pro-police, right? But I'm realistic. Um, uh, my, his mom is, not that she's anti-police, but she's uh, super duper liberal. I can put it that way. Mm -hmm. not, wanting, not wanting to offend my liberal friends. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard, hard battle. But at the end of the day, the older they get, they're gonna see for themselves, right? The one thing I will tell you is don't bad mouth the other parent. Don't ever be the parent that shits on the other one, because even if you're right, your message is going to be lost. You have to make sure that your message comes from a place of love and you're, you're clear and concise with what you want to get across. And you don't need to include the fact that the other parent disagrees or the other parent is wrong. You just keep coming from a place of love and giving your kid that advice and they're gonna make up their own minds at the end of the day because my son is who he is before he's my son, unfortunately, right? right. I mean, All right, so she, she's with you, Angel. She said, definitely not on the same page. And then yeah. somebody else commented, I'm, Cornell commented, I'm married and we have varying looks on these topics sometimes. Somebody else commented, the talk is simple, compliant, no force is needed, therefore no one gets hurt. And then Ryan's back on here, he's, he's ready to pop on, so, um, let me have let me have him swap with the shrink. 
and we'll bring you back. Sorry, we love you, but we keep losing. It's you. Dina. It's <laughs> Dina, but I'll go by Wizard or Shrink. It's cool. I'd rather hear from Ryan too. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Dina. Thank, Thank you, Dina. Dina. Uh, Jr. What was the other question um, that she had? Oh, oh, I saw from Jules. It was about social media. We yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Sorry. yeah we talked about it. it. No, I think the the question that Juliet uh, Jules or Juliet asked was, do you think that because of social media and the public shooting that more cops will, will be in fear to do the job <laughs> fear of being fired or Sorry. going to jail. I think we talked about that already. And we said, absolutely. There's going to be a lot there, the, a lot more cops are either going to, and we've seen it already. There have been a lot more cops that have either left the profession to do something totally different or decided that, hey, this isn't for me and I'm not going to do it. So we'll, we'll definitely see more cops not want to be cops because of that, the fear of public security. That's, that, that'll, I, that'll think, definitely happen. I think we have to, and, and this message was sent to me by someone we have to address the, both the fears, right? We have the fear that is being expressed by a lot of people in the black community, that they're being targeted simply because they're black. And then we have the fear of police officers who feel like they're being targeted because they're cops, right? Yeah. There's two components to this. And I think that, again, I was trying to have the conversation with your cousin respectfully. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's probably, not, and I think, I want to make I want to make this clear because I think her voice is so much needed in this conversation because she has a lot of opposing views and it's a conversation that you have to have. And what I what I'm probably gonna do is I'm probably gonna set up a Zoom call where she can get on because I know Cornell wants to talk to her too. Uh, because her voice is so powerful and her opinion is so needed uh, and her passion for you know being a black mother is so needed. It's a conversation that we have to have. Um, and I'm sorry that we couldn't continue to have it here, but it's, it's maybe one that we can do. We can set up a Zoom call and then we can maybe bring it back on another day uh, where we slowly do it. But I, I hate to shorten her voice, um, but we definitely got to get continue to get people in. So I, I, I'd love to have her. We just got to be careful with the yeah, time. We gotta, but... Yeah, for sure. We got to be careful with time. We'll talk and about she it. got upset. I mean, we, didn't, we, didn't get, we didn't kick a roll. She, she left. She, right. Uh, she left. And she got Ryan, upset. What I've learned from this is we need to do more lives. I can't believe we're doing a part two. Yeah, hey, stuff. lives are the way to go, man. Breaking uh, barriers, breaking <laughs> barriers, baby. Breaking barriers. I, I started doing it a while back, man. I love it, man. I love the interaction. <laughs> this is how stuff is uh, improved. And so I, I hope I'm a little bit more calm now. When we, uh, when I was talking to you earlier, I was walking with my family in the background. So <laughs> my wife is a trooper, good. to say the least. Hey, hey, JR, did you see uh, Roger from uh, Kanondara over there? So thanks for doing this to us, and what's up to you? Angel, the, the female that put that question out, said, thank you. Uh, somebody else said, they are your cousin. She has a legitimate fear, but it's definitely overtaking rational thinking. And what else? My kids know compliance and respect is key. Respect for authority. Hey, Ryan, what do you think about this from Steve? Society wants cops to be non-confrontational and not proactive. Make police report takers only and let the crime rise. What else can you do? doesn't work that way, man. It doesn't, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it, I wish we lived in that fantasy world, but if you guys jumped in the police car with any one of us that are on this thing tonight, you guys would all be the first ones to see why police officers are needed. Uh, I tell people all the time, man, you go on a couple, go on a couple ride alongs and then, and then tell me, come back and tell me that you guys don't need police officers. And so uh, I, I know you guys want to see police officers less confrontational, but you know, somebody told me a long time ago, I'm not in the military or I was never in the military, but I have a lot of family and friends that were. And one of the things that they told me were, uh, you know, the freedoms that we have now, if you had to see the things that they had to do in order to obtain the freedom that we have, 
you know, I don't think everybody will look at the military in the same light as they do. Unfortunately, certain things have to be done at nighttime or, you know, not in the public eye in order to have the freedoms that we have in order to sleep peacefully in our house and stuff. So I'm not saying that police officers are corrupt. I'm not saying that they are out there trying to go out there and beat everybody's face in. But unfortunately, sometimes we have to get down and dirty in order to maintain that level of peace so you and your family can sleep well at night. That's and right. so I get it, man. If, if, if life was that good, I don't think any of us would have a job. It's hard. I don't think any of us have a job in law enforcement, but that's just not the reality. So we and, and the last thing I want to touch on is we have to be proactive. Like we, law enforcement officers have to go out there and be proactive. How do you think we're going to be able to take a lot of the guns, gun, drugs and things like that off the street? And one of the things I'll touch on, too, and you guys could probably piggyback. But, you know, when we see these reports that come out and say he was only stopped for having something in the middle of his rear view mirror or he was only stopped for having, you know, tenant windows or whatever or taillight, you know, you guys just got to realize that's just probable cause for a stop. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, there's a such thing, and I'm going to break this down for you guys right now. You guys all know this, but I'm going to break this down for our viewers. There's a difference between racial profiling and criminal profiling. And I learned that early yep. on. Racial profiling is when yep. I pull somebody over for because they're black, Hispanic, Asian, Mexican, whatever it may be. That's what, that, that's what racial profiling is. I'm, I'm looking at the race and I'm determining, hey, I want to go stop that person because they're this. That is racial profiling, is illegal, it's not right, it's not moral, it's not ethical. But there's a difference when we talk about criminal profiling, and this is the difference. I never forget when I was a, a rookie cop, I had stopped a uh, an old ambulance that was all out of service, it was painted black, and when I was driving behind it, the, tail, the, the license plate was flipped up, so much so that it looked like it didn't have a plate on it. And so anyways, long story short, I conducted a stop on that old ambulance, and lo and behold, these guys had just gotten siphoning uh, like gallons and gallons of gas from all these diesel trucks in the neighboring yards. And then they also had, you know, beanies and ski masks and all the other stuff. So they, you know, then they had all the burg tools. So I arrested them for burglary tools. And so fast forward to like, you know, a few months later, uh, I, I had the opportunity of doing a wall stop. I'm not going to go into a wall stop, but I had the opportunity of doing a wall stop. And it was a very, very nice, clean Mercedes, uh, clean as a whistle, brand new paper plates, nothing on it. And there was a young girl in there and uh, with nothing in the car, nothing at all other than her Louis bag. And so I talked to her and she was, I was like, hey, where are you going? She was like, oh, I'm going to the gym. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we were getting ready to let that car leave, but it was only because we had the information that there was probably something in that vehicle that they were like, do not let that car leave. Well, sure enough, the people that we were working with came by and we ended up searching her Louis bag. And in that nice Louis purse and nothing else in it was pounds of methamphetamine in it. So what's the commonality between those two stops that I just gave you, the one with the ambulance and the one with that? The criminal the criminal um, profile that those two people match is they didn't have a license plate on their car because they're trying to avoid detection. Mm -hmm. So if I pull somebody over because they don't have a license plate or if I pull somebody over because they have tinted windows or whatever, those are different criminal profiles that we see that we're like, huh, something's not right here, which will lead me to stop you. And so I wanted to bring it up because there's a huge difference between racial profiling and criminal profiling. So just because somebody says, hey, they stopped him for something hanging in the rearview mirror or they stopped him because he had tinted windows, there's probably a lot more that goes on to it, a lot more that meets the eye, but the media is not going to put that out there. That's right. That's good. That's good, Ryan. And speaking about the media, somebody else just wrote, I love this conversation. It's certainly much better than listening to the media. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy you're here. They don't uh, want to. Show, they don't want to show this stuff, man. It's too positive, bro. It's too right. It's, yeah. This is what they, is. this is. This is what they think don't happen. Um, hey, GS this out before, and I, and I missed it earlier. I'm glad you re reposted it. Uh, stress training. What are your thoughts on this? We see departments shying away from this more and more. 
yet officers must be able to perform under the most stressful situations. Your thoughts? 100%. You're going to see incidents get worse and worse if we're not training officers properly. And I would take that a step further, and I would encourage any politician that feels like getting involved in a controversial incident to go through some of that similar stress training. There are so many law enforcement agencies that open their house to local, even the community, even civilians within the community that will show you simulator training, force on force. Hell, just watching a PowerPoint and watching some of these clips put some people up. I think the stress training is essential and critical, and it's a shame that some agencies are going away from it. Anybody so, else? So when I, when I graduated the police academy in January of 1993, right? My, uh, the, my training sergeant, we had a training sergeant. The first thing he told me was, forget everything you learned in the academy. This is it. You're going to learn the job now, right? Same thing with stress. You could, you could do your best to try to recreate it in the classroom environment. You could put them on a fats machine. You could do simulated fire. You could do a simulated car stop. The stress, dealing with stress comes with experience. Dealing with stress best comes with experience. When I got, I got into my first shooting, I was on the street 11 months. I got into my first shooting. I was screaming like a four-year-old girl on the radio and the dispatcher saved my life because she calmed me down. And I grew up in the hood. I saw people with guns. My friends used to run around with guns. Nothing prepared me for the stress that I got that I was going through at that moment when that guy shot at me than actually being in the shit. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, NSI, Furt, I just want to point out your, your comment, and I just want to say I appreciate you taking uh the this comment it says it's crazy to hear these guys speak with so much reason but the mass media listens to a lot of the corruption this is biased and honest and if i could have paid you to put that out there i would have because <laughs> I, I i mean for real 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 talk though I, I don't like doing these lives uh we don't do these lives with team south florida we've got different contributors and things like that but our inbox has been flooded with messages with all the stuff that's going on and we had to come on here and everyone you see on here participating in the live is here because we want this to happen. We need the communication. We need the dialogue. We need to break it down. We need to answer some questions. I mean, it's it's passion. Can I can I can I touch on one thing? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so somebody said, uh, and I want to I want to because this it was actually really good, but I wanted to highlight it real quick because uh, I don't want to pass it up. I don't want you guys to pass it up. But it says, uh, black people's fears are not the media's fault. Lord, this bridge will never be closed. So I want to touch on that. I want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys know right now what the number one or the number three leading cause of death is in the United States of America? I don't. Number three leading cause of death right now is malpractice in the medical field. 250,000. Leading cause of death in America is medical malpractice. Thousands of people die every single year because somebody made a mistake in that medical room. How many of us have ever heard that? How many of us knew that? You can look it up. Look that up. Nope. 250,000 people died from medical malpractice last year. Exactly. So my point is, is that, let me ask this question now. If we knew that many people were dying and if we were given that same energy as we do when it comes to law enforcement, police brutality, do you think that more people will be scared to go to the doctors the next time they feel sick? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. bro. The, the, the stuff is not rocket science. And I'm not and I'm saying that as somebody like many of you guys on here that didn't like cops before I became one. 
And the reason I didn't like cops before I became one, I had my few bad experiences personally, but at the same time, a lot of it was was because of what I saw in the media. So yes, the media is driving a wedge in between law enforcement and the community. And yes, you're right. The bridge will never clap, uh, will never close if we have that mentality. We have to have that open mentality to say, you know what, look, let me go out there. I know not every single police officer is bad. Let me go out there and find a good one. Because if you can find one good one, if you can find one good police officer, then it ruins your argument that the profession is corrupt. Because right. a, corrupt profe- a, corrupt, a corrupt profession would not a lot of good ones in, in the profession. It's, so, it's, yeah. a simple, it, it's as simple also, right, because we say it starts at home. It's as simple as stop telling your kids if you're bad, the police are going to take you away. That's the, that, bro. At the, at the most that. granular level, at the, at the beginning of their brain development, when you tell a three- or four-year-old child, because it happened to me, I was walking a beat on Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, and the lady looked at me and said, "That fu- they told her, her son, that fucking cop is going to take you to jail if you don't listen to me. What do you think that did to that kid? What, what kind of, do you think that kid respected me? Or he was scared to, other than the fact that, like I said, I'm six foot five, right? The, the kid was scared to death. You could never, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And you put that impression on your child. And, that, and I'm sure that stuck with that child for a long time, if not well, forever. All right, here, here's what I'm going to do so we can get through these comments so I don't feel bad ignoring people. I'm going to go one at a time. So, Angel, let's let's start with you right here because you, you could relate. Future cop right here, never been on the force, but good to get a good idea from you guys. Throw that, throw champ goddess a piece of advice, just a little bit of wisdom. Well, I think I said it before. Um, I don't know if you were here, but the the... the the best advice I could give you is treat people with dignity and respect until they give you a reason not to. You have yeah. to. It, it doesn't matter. Listen, they could have just robbed a bank. They could have just pushed an old lady in front of a subway tra- uh, subway train. You, you got to treat people with dignity and respect until they give you a reason not to. That's the best advice I can give any new cop. Solid. All right, yeah. Brian. Can, can you comment on the influence to arriving officers' state of mind based on the info they saw? when running Dante's record, either his or anybody's, either one. Can I comment? I'm, I'm confused about the question. Say that one more time. So, so Faceplants uh, put this comment out, and I'm going to tell you right now, none of us can explain what any other officer feels. So we can try to try to speculate from our own minds, but they're basically asking you, can you comment on any influence somebody's record might have so let's say you're making a traffic stop and you know that Angel kind of hit on it earlier. Let's say you're making a traffic stop. You know the person fights with police has a history of being armed with a weapon and has an outstanding felony warrant. Is that going to impact how you handle the situation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. Put yourself in that situation. Whoever asked that, the, that question, put yourself in that situation. You know, if you if you know you might pull somebody over that's potentially armed or has a gun or has a tendency to fight, are you going to be a little bit more you know, reluctant or a little bit more on edge when you're contacting that person than anybody else, of course you are. And so, you know, I I don't care how much street experience you have. I don't care, you know, where what your upbringing was before that. Sorry if you hear my baby in the background. Um, are you good, bro? But if, if, if I, when I handle calls and I know people, somebody has a tendency to fight, you're, already, you're gonna go on that call a lot differently than you would any other uh, any other call. You know, we are very, we are, we are very reactionatory and, and and human nature is very different. I got to run, y'all. My, my baby's out of control. I love y'all. Go ahead. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You're good. Family first. Family first. 
All right, uh, JR, take this one from Steve. Society does not care right now about how much crime you prevent. You risk your freedom or your financial future to help prevent crime. Why? Because, as Angel said, man, some people, you know, I, I really believe in it, man. Some people are meant to serve. You know what I mean? It's, that's just naturally you, you want calling, to care man. for people. And there's things over my career that I've changed from being a rookie cop for 10 years. If you ask even my cousin, you know, I've been, I've been, early on in my career, I've been over the top pro law enforcement. And over my career, you know, having kids, being married, being experienced in different things, I talk about what the OG just said. You learn. You learn over your career. You shouldn't be the same cop day one as you are year 30. You learn how to deal with people because it's something that we do every single day. Um, but the reason why I do it, man, is because I'm called to do it, bro. There's some people who are, aren't called to do it. And those people are sometimes going to, they're going to sneak through and, 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 and make it. But there are a lot of people who, the, the ones that aren't doing it for the right reasons, they're, they're going to show themselves at some point. And there's a, I'll tell you right now, there are a lot, there are a lot of cops who get fired and charged a lot. A lot. Oh, yeah. Who get oh, fired yeah. and charged. You just don't hear about it every day. But accountability is being met every day because somebody's getting written up, somebody's getting some type of rep, rep, written or written up reprimand or reprimand, and it's happening. So the accountability is there. But the media doesn't want to see you because they, they don't want you to see that because they want to keep us divided. They want to keep controversy because that, that puts money in their pockets. There is always room for improvement in any in any profession, including police work. There is always society is ever evolving and ever changing and police work has to evolve and change and adjust right and adapt just like any other profession. So we're not here to say policing is perfect and that cops are perfect or infallible. We're here saying, listen, we want to be we want to foster that change. We want to be part of the change. We don't want to just bitch and complain and, 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 and defend right blindly. Can't do that. We're having this conversation because we care about our communities around the country, right? Just not the people that we serve locally. We care about everybody, and we got to get this, these, these, our voices to be heard because you know police aren't the enemy, man. Hey, Rich, I got, I got a question that I think you need to answer. Uh, first, first responders to first responders post a question or post. It. I want to make sure I grab. It. We talk about this all the time. We highlighted hey, both. You're, you're doing me now. Yeah, man, I'm interviewing <laughs> you now, bro. You know, hey, I'm trying to practice, bro. Uh, you don't hear about law enforcement suicides uh, due to internal, what is it, d d d due to IAs either. Internal affairs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will I will tell you uh, quite candidly that, and somebody, some early, somebody said something earlier about, can you guys tell us what departments you work for? The answer is no. No. Because, well, Angel can because he's- I can. <laughs> Angel, yeah. But- yeah. A lot of people don't realize, and this is part of the problem with why you don't see law enforcement officers publicly speaking out, is sometimes there's not as much support from the agencies to publicly speak out. To the question that was posed, internal affairs investigations need to take place. However, there is corruption in certain places, there is targeting in certain places, there is bullying in certain places, there is workplace politics in certain places. No agency is perfect. However, it starts with the top and it filters on down. And what becomes accepted becomes the norm. And That's it's right. the answer. I will tell you, I, I got to be careful how I word this, but, but I will tell you there are police officers in this country that are more afraid of internal administrative discipline, consequences, bullying, politics than they are 
to put on a bulletproof vest, go and assist the SWAT team, and go hit a house with a bunch of armed felons. I can 100%, 1,000% guarantee you that is the case. And it's a leadership issue, first and foremost, and it filters on down. The other thing the media is not talking about is we had, what, in 2020, up until when I looked this up, up until yesterday, for police officers killed in the line of duty just by gunfire, 60, 6-0. Just all of 2020 and the first three months of 2021 and a couple of days into April, 60. Uh, suicides for 2021, we're over 40 already. Just suicides. So I, was that the, was that the uh, shrink that posed that question? Uh, first responder, first responder, yep. Yeah, I can tell you. Excellent question that she posed because the, these things take a toll and the people that call out, sorry to cut you off, Angel. Uh, okay. the, the people that call us, we we didn't mean to do this as one of our charitable initiatives, but we put it out there that if somebody's in a stressful situation, they need to talk, they need a vet, call us, hit us up, private messages, etc. We don't ask for names. We don't ask for agencies. We just want to talk and point you in the right direction to help. And I can tell you overwhelming majority, almost all the calls that we have gotten are from outside the state of Florida, from other agencies, and they're due to internal reasons. They're not due to being involved in an officer involved shooting and being stressed. They're due to stress from their own. Yeah. Go ahead, Angel. We, um, my first partner killed herself in 1996. Hmm. Um, uh, it wasn't because of any internal investigation, but just to the point of police suicides, I think it, Every cop knows a cop that's taking their life. Um, this one hit home to me. Uh, she was my first partner. Um, uh, it, it was the worst day of my life. That and September 11th were the two worst days of my life. Um, it, it's, it's, it's something that you never bounce back from because you always wonder what you could have done to stop them, to save them. You know, I used to tell her every day that I loved her. Uh, I used to tell her every day, I love you. I love you. I love you. I used to constantly, and she used to say, ah, oh, you're so stupid. Leave me alone. And when I got that call, let me tell you something. I walked into the funeral home and I, we've all dealt with people at crime scenes, right? Where they're on the floor and they're screaming. And we think to ourselves, like, why are they being so extra? Like, uh -huh. like they don't, they don't need to be like, you know, throwing themselves on the floor. And, and when I walked into the funeral home, everything left my body. I fell to the floor. I had to be carried by four cops to her casket. Oh my God. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I, I, I mean, so it's a real serious, serious issue for us. Um, we have the means to end our life on our hip. Um, and it's something that needs to be spoken about now more than ever because the, the anti-police vitriol in this country is killing us. It's killing us. Yeah. Is therapy and mental health services offered for office? Not just when <coughs> Excuse me that is there for every day varies by agency some agencies do this a lot better and i will tell you right now as a police officer if your agency is not there for you contact a neighboring agency contact your insurance company contact us tell us what yeah. state we will put you in the right direction go ahead jr you got something on that no yeah i got something on that because you know going through a traumatic situation that i went through back in november um there's there's not the thing is, is a lot of this stuff isn't really required. You know, you go through calls and I can tell you, man, being, you know, being a, a street cop for the most of my career is that you go to a track situation. You might go and you see, you know, you might see a 15 year old that's hung himself in the closet. You clear that call and you go back to work. You might respond two hours later. You might have a car wreck where two kids, young kids get burned up in the car and the mother gets ejected. You take that call, you do that wreck and you go back to work. There is no pause and there is no breaking. And you know why? 
because you don't have the ability to take a break and lose a man on the streets because that's going to leave a beat open. So you don't have the manpower and the willpower to do those things because, one, we can't retain any officer at this point because I'm, I'm sorry to say this. You know, and Andrew, you're retired. You made it out. God bless you, bro. But Rich, this, this profession is dying, bro. I know it's dying, man. It's it's dying, and I I mean I I struggle to see how I can go for twenty more years and it not, you know, take a complete toll on me, man. Because it's it's a dying profession, bro. Um, so it, I mean that stuff weighs on you, but there's no requirement, you know. They they offer it to you, and there's definitely some EAPs and things of that nature. But even you know when when I got shot back in November, I had to deal with that, and you know still going through some PTSD and some stress from that. I had to reach out to an outside agency. I didn't even I followed through for what what my agency kind of recommended me to do and it was one of the worst experiences i've had dealing with stress um and i had to reach out to an outside agency uh, and it worked for me and that's been that's been a huge help in my in my you know my my healing process so and there's a, and there's a stigma attached to seeking help too uh, us as cops we feel like we're um sometimes we feel like we're invincible right um yeah. i had that feeling of invincibility until my daughter was born when my daughter was born you know i was the first one to kick the door down and and and, and run in an apartment i didn't wait for the SWAT team after my daughter was born, I waited for the SWAT team. It's oh, different. Yeah. You know, we, we, there's a stigma attached to asking for help and seeking mental help because then you're afraid that you're going to be viewed as weak or liability and they'll take your guns. And then it's going to take, it's going to take away your ability to make overtime and yeah. to work and to provide for your family. So uh, it, it's, it, it trickles down in, in a lot of different ways. And that's, and that's so key, man. And I, cause, you know, and, to, and that's, that stigma extends, and I know you talk about it, but that stigma extends across America. You know, yeah. just like there's a comment that said, if we, if, we never, if we never address the issues that are plaguing, you know, the, the racial issues that are plaguing the profession, we'll never bridge the gap. The racial, the racial injustice is not strictly on law enforcement. There, we, racism in America is what needs to be talked about, not solely in law enforcement. Um, yeah. this is, that's, a, that's racism in every profession. Absolutely. That's racism in every profession because this is America. We had slaves here for 400 years. There's racism deeply rooted in America, not just law enforcement. We know it's in law enforcement. We know it, it, we have to rid it, um, but it's racism everywhere. We got to address these issues, not just solely targeting law enforcement. Uh, we got to target it as a whole. And it's not, that's not going to happen until we come together. Everybody wants to have their voice heard and talk over one another, but until each side is able to understand and empathize with the other. We're never going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? And we're I can tell gonna, you, we're never going to reach it. And I can tell you really quick. I always say this: there is not one thing a white person can accomplish in America that a black person cannot. Okay, there is nothing that a white person can accomplish in America that a black person cannot accomplish. I'll leave you with that. Can I uh, answer G Gill five twelve? Can you describe a very stressful situation in which you remain calm and collected? Yeah. Uh, talking back about race, let me hit this one as a white male police officer. I stopped a black female teenager for blocking traffic, jaywalking, and just completely out of control in the middle of a very, very busy road. She continued to curse at me, screaming. Was she twerking? Was she twerking in the no. <laughs> <laughs> She continued to curse at me, to scream at me, to spit in my face three separate times, resist arrest when I put her in handcuffs put her in the back of the car, threatened me, called me every name in the book. So sometimes uh, we have to be accountable on the other side, not just on police side. And I will tell you that parents sit here and make excuses for her because of the narrative going on. The state attorney's office wanted to dismiss the charges and not do anything with the charges. 
I mean, it's, I'll, I'll leave you with that. So it, it doesn't always only go one way. It goes the other way too. JR, can you be brief? Uh, somebody said, what is it like to be a black police officer? Um, it's a double-edged sword, man. I think it's, in my opinion, holistically why I got into it. It's one of the most uh, rewarding things that I've ever done is becoming a police officer because we know how, and somebody talked about it, and I talked about it earlier, how um, policing started off as, as slave catchers. We know how, how black people were treated in the community during the civil rights era. We know how even people of color are treated today. Um, and one of the reasons why I got into law enforcement is because I believe that the communities, the, the departments need to look like the communities in which they serve. It has to be that way. You can't have an all-white police force policing an all-black community, just like you can't have an all-black police force, you know, you know, policing a white community. The community has, the, the police force has to look like the community it deserves. We have to have people who look like me, who look like Angel in the profession to change the face of it. Because we know how much it looked strictly white faces, you know, back in the civil rights era for a long time, for a long time. Um, so it's one of the most rewarding things being in law enforcement uh, as a black man. However, there is a lot of negative that I get from being a black officer uh, in America as well. And a lot of, a lot of that, that hate comes from people who look like me because they think because I am a law enforcement officer that I've sold my soul to the devil. Or they think because how could you ever be a police officer when they started off as slave catchers when you see them mistreating black people? Well, the reason why I became a, a police officer is so that you can see a familiar face and so you, that she won't be afraid and so that you will have a familiar face in your community to deal with. So that's why I do it. And I'm going to I'm going to bust. I busted out 10 years and I survived. I'm going to do another 20. And one day I'm going to be a police chief. I'm going to be a sheriff. I'm going to be a commissioner. Oh, shit. That's what I'm so talking you about. Heard it, you heard it here first, bro. So I got, yeah. I got a lot of growing. I got a lot of elevated to do, man. I love, I, it. Hey, I love my, it. My, my heart just sunk for a second. I got to I got to acknowledge this. I, I pinned it right here. Uh, sir. Sure. Man, oh man, oh man. You see this comment right here? Thank you yes. all. The conversation is all needed. This man right here, if anybody wants to be mad at the police and hate the police, it can be this man right here and his family. His brother made the ultimate sacrifice. He was killed May of 2009 trying to help somebody, responding to a horrific, horrific, what sounded like a horrific, horrific call on the radio, came out, violent domestic, ends up being a prank call, the girl ends up having special needs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He was trying to do what all of us would have done in the situation and get there and help. And unfortunately, he was involved in a car crash. Right. Now, fast forward a little bit, long, long, long story short, because of that man right there, he forever changed my life. I decided I needed to do something with myself and grieve and find an outlet. I had some great mentors at that agency. They got me involved in an organization, got involved in that organization, transferred to South Florida. We weren't involved in the organization South Florida. Lo and behold, Team South Florida was formed. So wow. I just want wow, to thank you so much because. God bless. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Blown away. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm tuning in and I hope you heard that. And man, I, I, I love your whole family like family. So and P.S. That officer grew up in not such a great part of town with a hell of a lot of brothers and sisters. And I hate when we hear this crazy excuse about every excuse in the book, because man, was he a success <coughs> and a great cop. And, oh, oh man, that hit me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, that's, that's, that's good that you feel that, bro. That's, these, these are the true that's raw beautiful. emotions that people need to see, man. They need to, they need to see beautiful. that we're human, bro. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, bro. So, 
And uh, so and this is what is. So if we raise our kids right, this would all go away. Got it. I'll tell the others in a mass text message. See, and <laughs> ignorant. It's, that's those types of responses. <laughs> we get the emotions and the passion, but that's not going to help. It. It's being it's being over cynical. It's not really ha- coming into a situation to try to learn. Nobody's saying that if you you know raise your kids right, they're not going to get killed by the police. Nobody's saying that. But we like I raise my kids. I don't have a conversation to teach them. Hey. When the police pull you over, you got to keep your hands up. I just love on my kids. I love on my them to respect their parents. I tell them to respect other people because I want them to be, I want them to be groomed. Now, is that going to guarantee that they're not going to be shot dead in the street by some racist cop, rogue cop that makes a mistake or does it because he hates people? No, it doesn't guarantee it. But I want to focus on the positive. I don't focus on that fear and that negativity. I focus on loving them, building them up, and telling them they can be anybody in the world they want to be. And there's nobody in this world. Respect. It's respect I, that's, over that's fear. That's how I raise them, and that's how I treat Respect them. over fear. Respect love, over bro. fear. Love, love, yeah. love, bro. It's love. I, I see the, a couple of the comments about qualified immunity. I, I really don't want to go there because we could have a whole separate section on that. All I'll tell you is when you sign up to do this job and you do everything in good faith and you do the right thing, you deserve to be backed accordingly. If you act in good faith, and somebody ends up stepping up and trying to make a lawsuit and go after you personally or after your, your family, your resident, all that, the, the risk now outweighs the reward. So it is 100% understandable that police officers that work in places where they take away qualified immunity no longer want to risk that because you have got to put family first. Uh, can, can we look at that pinned one? Because that looks like a good yeah, one. Yeah, I want to I touch on this. And then, Angel, I want you to piggyback because you made it and survived. So okay. I pinned this from Trav. It says... I'm going on 10 years before I know it. All this stuff has taken a toll on me mentally for a job I once loved every day. Any advice to stay positive going forward? My two cents on this is you have got to surround yourself with positivity. And JRC and myself cover this on a podcast. You need an outlet. You got to have an outlet outside of the job to vent, to de-stress. Don't surround yourself with all the negativity. It will kill you inside. Angel, I'm going to turn it to you because you actually made it and survived. <laughs> so what I do, what I did that helped me in times where I felt like it wasn't worth it, so to speak, was I went back to my last homicide victim, a three-month-old baby girl who was killed by her father. Um, I got her justice. That kept me going. That was enough. When you, when you look at the difference you make in someone's life, all it takes is one person. You have tens of thousands of interactions with people over your career during the course of your career look at that one person that you know you saved look at that one person that you know you spoke for who couldn't speak for themselves that should keep you going that is what you took that oath for that is why you took that job that is why you still strap on that vest and that gun and that shield on your chest be proud of who you are be proud of what you're doing man Live your life as a police officer with honor and respect and treat people with dignity and you're going to get through it. It's hard. It's hard. It's not easy, man. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Hey, Rich, this I think, I think this, this is the perfect time to bring Dina in to help to, to, to piggyback off that question, man, because she has an experience working with that type of stuff. So that'd be a perfect time to bring her in and let her give her take, given her profession as well. Got it. I'm getting good at this now. You can't, you're perfect, bro. You 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 on the money, bro. Hey, bring in the whiz. Bring in the whiz. Bring in the whiz. There she is. Hello. Hey. So, uh, Angel, you just, I mean, you gave the best advice for sure. And you started with your why, which is exactly what I did, what I responded to him. I told him, you better find your why. 
That's and it. you better live it every single day. Find your why. But here's the other thing is, <clears throat> and exactly like you said too, about um, having an outlet is build up your resiliency. You've got to build up your resiliency. That's your support network. That's your mental fitness, your physical fitness, your sleep, your nutrition. It's all of it. Um, and, and your why goes in there too, because your spiritual fitness is your why that's where it comes from. And, um, the other part of that is I'm losing my train of thought, um, uh, knowing your being why able, resiliency being able to make it, being able to make it to the job and, and, and knowing that it's worth it, knowing that it's worth <clears throat> it at the end. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, staying away from the media, the naysayers, you know, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of this toxic positivity. There's only so much you can do with positivity. Oh, here's my other my other uh, factor. Unpack those gnarly calls. <laughs> You've got to unpack those gnarly calls because that is what causes PTSD in the long run because your brain doesn't know what to do with that information. When gnarly calls come in, Trauma doesn't make sense to the brain. So what it does is it hangs out there. It doesn't know where to go. You've got to unpack them with your peers, with a peer supporter, with a chaplain, with a professional, a professional that is working with first responders. You know what? Yes. Really quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but it, it resonated with me. No. I used to go home. I worked midnights and I would go home and my daughter was an infant and I would sit at the foot of her crib. And I would cry, literally cry, and tell her what I went through that day. She was asleep. She was a beautiful. baby asleep. But I would oh, it's beautiful. I would talk to her as she slept in her crib. God bless you. You I unpacked talk to her it. As she slept in her crib, and I would tell her, baby, this is what daddy went through. This is what I saw. This oh. is what I did. That's, it doesn't have to, you got, like you said, you got to get rid of that. You got you to yes. un unload it. You got to unpack unload it. it. You got to unload it. I don't know. Beautiful. I, I don't know what Senorita is trying to say here. So, Senorita, if you see this comment, um, it says, "I am in no way connecting to law enforcement and trying to be part of the conversation, bridge the divide." All we're doing is trying to do just that and bridge the divide. I mean, a lot of people don't want to listen. A lot of people don't want to hear the answers to their questions. We're sitting here from, I don't, Dina. What state are you in? California. So Southern got, California. So we've got people right now from four different states that are here for the same common reason, to help, to improve, to do better. So quite frankly- Some people just don't wanna listen. Some people just don't wanna get it. Yeah, the, the, the truth hurts a lot, man. Sometimes people don't wanna hear that. It's hard, it's hard And to sadly, the media is driving the narrative. Yep. That's yep. the sad part. The media is driving the narrative. Yep. Put all of us on the news every night and talk about what went on in law enforcement that day. Right. We'll tell you what happened. We'll tell right. you the truth. Hey, Dina, what do you think of this one? I think there's also, unfortunately, a negative view from other cops when one admits to needing assistance and uses EIP. But yep. EAP. Yeah, exactly. You know, my grandfather was a chief of police, and every year at Christmas around the bar, uh, he would ask me, what is it that you do again, Dina? And I'd say, Grandpa, okay, let me give you, let me break it down for you. Let's say in, in a gnarly homicide, in, in a gnarly TC, um, after an officer involved shooting, I go out and I talk with the officers and I just give them some education and information and shore them up and let them know they're all right and give them some resources. He's like, what the hell for? What the hell for? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. You know, he was a cop in the 60s. This was, you know, mental health is is the new topic. But I'll tell you why it's become a new topic, because cops were dropping like flies. 
after retirement, while on the job, after a traumatic incident, and the state of things in our society has ramped up beyond, right? Last year to suicide, we lost 171. And that's so and that was small. And that was a more. small number because before that, in 2019, oh. we had 260, something like that. Yeah, well, well over 200. But let me also add to that: a lot of people don't realize that number is just the confirmed actual suicides. That's it. Oh, that's right. it. And oh, I bet it's double. I honestly, I bet it's double, and it it's heartbreaking. I can't tell you every suicide I've worked, never. Did that department share that with the community? Never. And you know what else happens tragically at suicides? You guys mm-hmm. all know this. Are you allowed to wear your uniform? Is there allowed to be an honor guard? There Is there allowed to be a presentation of the flag? It, None of that happens after a suicide. It varies by agency. And I will tell you that we mm-hmm. had one in Florida and they send what's called a teleType to different agencies on internal communication on computers. And they all presentation. There was a sheriff's office in Florida Beautiful. specifically made mention, no honor guard. Like specifically yeah. went out of their way to say, no honor guard. I think uh, to, this, this is, man, this has been like so beneficial and there's, there's so many opposing views and there's so many people that want to bring on. Is there any way we could bring on uh, this? Because this, most people are really, I guess, still in his comments. Is face, can we bring Faceplant 600? Can we bring him on? He has some, I know a lot of people have, brought his comments on he made a statement the blind hatred for law enforcement on social media is also disgusting clips edited to hide contacts and make every use of force look unjustified lots of bad faith right. on both sides i don't know if he wants to come in face plans if you want to come in people are obviously filling your comments if you want to request to bring in we don't we don't mind bringing you in at some point right. but i think it i think it's important that we oh, add it because well, I, I worry i worry for that i worry for that young brother who is who's i can I don't have to see his face, bro. I can I can read his his, his the emotions in his text, man. You gotta What's, keep fighting, bro. How do you how do you spell his username? F A. Uh, it's it's face face plants zero zero face plants zero zero. And think- we brought and we and everybody that's coming in late. We did bring Miss NBA to you back on. We didn't kick her off. Uh, I don't know if she got kicked off or she left her on. We don't mind having those conversations, guys. If you the thing is, if you want to come uh, into the live, we want we want to have you. He said he can we can't he just can't. continue to talk over one another as well. He can't. Um, he can't come on. His son is sleeping. Oh, his son is sleeping right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, so and, we can't. We can't bring him on. Angel, I have seven months left until retirement. I want to stay on longer, but I'm scared to. You're gonna listen. I, I did 22 and a half years. Um, my last seven, I was in the JTTF. I went to Hawaii twice to lock up a terrorist. Okay, I traveled um, all over the country. I, I had it good. I had a take-home police car, which is not. It's unheard of in the NYPD. Um, I had the world by the balls, okay? I was working at Yankee Games in uniform as a paid detail. I got pictures with Derek Jeter that he signed for me. Um, I did not want to go. I got an offer from uh, uh, the private sector that was too good to turn down, and I left. Um, yeah. And I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm still with that organization now. Um, I'm a corporate security manager for one of the largest utilities in the country. Um, you'll know when it's time to go. Uh, it, don't let anybody tell you, you know, if you decide you're going to do 30 years, do those 30 years. Do them mm-hmm. with a smile. Make the best of it. You're going to know when it's time to go. Um, you'll be okay. Uh, it, whatever, you, whatever you've done for the past 13 or, or 18 years of your career and you got these seven months left, it's going to be a breeze, man. Just 
believe in yourself and trust yourself. You get through it. You get. You get through it. Through it. And let's. Go and ahead. this is this this is gonna add some spice to the conversation. This is I'm and I'm gonna say this is a pre is a pre thing. We let, let's bring Miss NBA to you back on because everybody's in her inboxes. I'm getting messages. Everybody wants to bring her on. But what I want to talk about before we bring her on, as I want to talk about, I just don't want to talk about the negative. I want to talk about, I want to hear the negative, but I'm going to hear the issues, especially from a, from a, a black mother who has a black son, because that's important for us to hear. That's important for you to hear, Rich, uh, because you, your face is different than mine. So it's important for you to hear. But however, I want to speak not only just to bash, I'm going to speak about solutions. So not only the negative, the negative, negatives, but what can we be doing and not just police, what can we be doing as, as police wholeheartedly? And then what can we be doing as a community to create some solutions? Because we need to hear that voice, but I want to hear solutions. What can we be doing? You're you know what I'm it. doing, but look look at Rich, who, who's in Florida. What can Richard be doing? We want to bring solutions that help us. We don't want to just argue and go back and forth. So we love All to right. have you on, but we want to make sure we bring, we want, we want, we want to structure it. I agree with you. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we're going to do that, then we need to have another one like next week or in two weeks. Agree, agree. But we cannot have a part four tonight. Because yeah, I, I agree. Up, I gotta be up for work in a few hours. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I need my beauty sleep. Look at these bags. I got Louis Vuitton. Yeah, we've we, we, we've been go, we've been rocking for a while. So everybody, respect yeah. that. You guys, if you guys like this, um, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to limit your voice, Keita. So that may be a good conversation that we do this again because so many people want to hear it, and we would love that feedback. We'll put it out. We'll schedule it, and we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll schedule I'll, it, and we'll do it. We'll do I'm it down. That I'm way. down. I'll come. Strong, strong M. Chavez commented, I hated cops as a kid until I started working with more cops as an adult. I think that's pretty cool. Erin uh, commented, she said, thank you guys for doing what you do every day. Also for having this positive conversation. You all are very honorable and appreciated. Thank you. I want to give her a shout out. She's a 911 dispatcher. And the best. Guys, especially the best, bro. The best. A lot of people said thank you. A lot of people said some good stuff. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go through these comments because we got 10 minutes left. Yeah, you have a normal reaction to an abnormal event. Let those emotions out. Yes, just know who you can talk to and who you can trust. Right. You, the, the reality is you cannot trust everybody. 100% on that. Uh, media is absolutely not helping, but some more acknowledgement of where policing could improve would go a long way. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, um uh, face plants this is going to be good for you too rich it's going to it's going to boost uh that that promotion he said what's the best way to find all of your channels breaking barriers is the only one i'm following right now so well, mine is m mine is fit underscore cop that's my that's my time I've, I've gotten a lot of friend requests already so fit underscore cop. <laughs> <laughs> mine is uh mine is big big weekend man b-i-g-r-i-c-a-n-m-a-n big weekend man that's me did you even lift today what do you mean big <laughs> big weekend man <laughs> Big rice and beans, big. So I think that's what you do, Rich. Not to tell you how to run your show, but I think you keep going through these comments and questions before, and then let, and when the time yeah. comes to end it, you know, you give us, we get a minute or two to kind of give our pieces, and then we, we split right. ways, man. We'll do the questions for five minutes, and then I'll give each of you a minute or two. Uh, Tracy Williams, thank you so much for sharing. 23-year veteran female sergeant here, EMDR saved me with my cumulative stress associated with the job. I will tell you, I personally went through EMDR not afraid to admit it and to share it what i learned is you need to have a connection with the therapist administering emdr i've heard of people doing group sessions i think that's garbage and i don't agree with it if you do it on an individual basis and there's a connection and trust it can work you got to trust the process it's not going to work for everybody uh let's see 
man, some of these comments are good. The They're block really good, man. Law enforcement on social media is disgusting. Clips edited to hide contacts and make every use of force look unjustified. Lots of bad faith on both actors on both sides. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. That's why we tell everybody to do their homework. That's why before we start talking about that incident, I literally, I pulled up the actual incident report, the narrative. This is what the media doesn't want you to see. They don't want to do all that homework because there's, there's articulation in there. There's thoughts in there. Not saying everybody's right, but you got to look at these incidents on face value, not just the 30-second clip that you see on social media. Bridges, Bridges Bookham is in there. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow him. He's oh hell yeah. He's he's a New Jersey cop. The guy's the real deal. He's a rapper. I want to take him. I want to do a little cipher with him one day. Uh. Show him how it's done. <laughs> he's, man, he's he's solid. His music is on point. Also, old no old no zero seven brand said, "I'm a three year deputy. I'm also a mother of five month old. Becoming a law enforcement has been a dream come true. Sadly, I'm questioning whether I want to continue this path with the way the media treats us. I can tell you that because I'm still a young officer. I have an only guys. What's going on? Listen, I'm on duty. Hey, man, I don't want to get in trouble, man. That's so please, man. <laughs> what's going on, fellas? What's up, what's up, my man? What's up? What's up? What's up? I, I caught glimpses of the show, man. It's great to see this type of content. Uh, obviously, I'm working right now, so I couldn't be a part of it the whole time. But it's it's good to see good people come together and, and do it for a good cause, man. You know? Thank you, brother. So, definitely, you, man. Definitely. Very knowledgeable, too, man. A bunch of intelligent brothers and some brolic brothers in here, too, man. <laughs> Glad you on my side, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man. So keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep doing Thank what you're you, doing. You and too, we got to stick safe, together, man. man. Thank you, brother. You too, man. We got to stick together. Uh, the good ones got to stick together. We got to stand for what's right. And uh, we got to try to change this narrative, man. You know, and, and continue to push a different narrative and be an example to the kids. I think it starts with the next generation, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had this conversation today with uh, I had this conversation today with a great chief out here in New Jersey, Chief Khan. He's very uh, very modest, very humble as well. And uh, we had this conversation, and we said, you know what? Unfortunately, uh, most of the generation now, the older generation, are already tainted in their views about law enforcement. So now it's incumbent upon us to try to infiltrate the minds of the kids, man, and show That's them right. that That's there right. are people out here just like them, that look like them, come from the same elements as them, that can relate to them and can teach them that you can be professional and have aspirations outside of your uh, profession, man. Absolutely. And uh, I think we got we to gotta connect with them. We got to get to, you know, we got to meet them where their interests are, you know? That's good, I, brother. I got to tell you, this has been eye-opening. The fact that we did three separate segments and we're on our third hour and we could still go yeah that it's needed amazing yeah bro gotta absolutely more, man bro. and you gotta and listen a lot of people are tuned in man you know so this is this is obviously something people want to hear you know yeah. so keep doing your thing fellas man you got my support you got my love you got a brother here in jersey and uh you know let's stick together man that's what it's all about unity man before Thank you hey, brother i, I gotta right. make uh, what's that song, Pray For Me, that you, you got? All you got to do is pray for me. <laughs> I was, I, I'm jamming yeah. out. I pull up to my office, and I'm listening to that. Somebody comes over, and they go, what are you listening to? I, I threw them yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, you know, I, I came up with that song one day. I was looking at my kids. I got three daughters. And, uh, you know, we take the risk. Every time we throw on this uniform and a badge, especially in New York, man, my brother, New yeah. York, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there because they really have it bad, man. That administration Absolutely. has ran that department through the mud. Through the ground. To say the, the least, man, to say the least. Uh, so, you know, pray for me is just a way asking God to, you know, watch over me, make sure I make it home to my family, man, at the end of the day, you know. At this Amen. point, no one's safe. No one's safe. Doesn't matter Amen. where you were. No Amen. one's safe. Fit, I need you to post one of my songs to your workout videos, hey, man. Bro, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, shoot, hey, shoot me a DM. I got you, brody. I got, I got you, you, brother. I got I you, got brother. You, no. Listen, guys, I'm on duty. I got to roll out. But thank you for having me, man. God bless you guys, man. Be safe, you brother. Too, bro. Be, be safe. safe. Peace out, man. Peace Later. out, brother. All right. All right. How much time we got, Rich? So we've got three. That was like a celebrity appearance right there. Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm going to make them more famous with these workout videos I'm going to post tomorrow. We're done, we're done with the questions. I hate to do it. We got to cut them off. We've got two minutes now. So let me give each of you a minute. Last words. Either one. Right, you go, JR. Right, I'm going to go first and let the big OG yeah. end it, man. So, All right. this is, guys, this has been great. It's what's needed. Uh, we're not perfect. Nobody in here is perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody is walking. God's earth is perfect. We got to have these hard conversations and these 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 rough truths. We got to be able to accept it and listen to it. Uh, we got to be able to soak it in. Um, and, and we got to be able to hear each other. God gave us two ears and one mouth. So, we need to be listening and twice as much as we should be talking, uh, which is key. These conversations have to happen. Um, I hope that they continue to happen, man, because it's important. Um, for those of cops that are in here, I heard a lot of people speaking about that are that are young officers. I'm only 10 years in, so I'm still kind of young in the game. If this is something that you want to do, again, find somebody who you can lean on, find somebody you can trust, and do what's necessary. Continue to fight that good fight. If, if you're one of the good ones who want to remain, because we need you. Um, but if you also find out that you have kids, you have a family there, and you have true worries, it's okay not to do it. I respect you more for stepping down for something that you can't be committed to because your true fears. Um, then I do for you to stay in and be a, to, to be a liability. Um, so just if you if you decide to stay in and keep the fight, uh, keep the fight. You know, be fair, treat people with compassion, treat people with humility and love, and I think you, it'll go a long way. Thank you, guys. Amen. Um, I would just like to say that I, I was blessed to do 22 and a half years in the greatest police department in the world. Um, there was a lot of bad years um, in those good years. We're all going to go through our bad years and our bad times on the job. Um, this is unfortunately a long stretch uh, of uh, for law enforcement that you guys are going through a tough, tough time. I advocate for you as much as I can. I will continue to. I'm on Twitter, Big Recon Man. I do my thing. I go on Fox News. I'll be on Newsmax on uh, Friday morning. Um, you know, I'm here for you. I, I could just tell you if you if you want your voice to be heard and taken seriously call out the bad ones as much as you defend them because if you don't call out the bad ones nobody's going to listen to your voice when you try to defend the good ones because my mantra is and i'll leave you with that no one hates a bad cop more than a good cop god bless you all all i'm gonna say because we're done on time is it has been an honor and a privilege i can't thank both of you gentlemen enough dina thank you so much thank you for everybody with the comments i can't believe that we concluded three full hours and we could go on for more. And those that put the comments in and the questions, you guys made this what it was. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm, I'm honored. I'm happy that this was such a success. So thank you all. Everybody be safe.
We'll do it again. Good night. We'll do it again. Good night, fellas. Absolutely.